0: Welcome to American Mosaic in VOA Special English. I'm Doug Johnson. Today, we listen to a new album of songs by Shel Silverstein and answer a question about dinosaurs. But first we visit a website for children to explore the world of advertising. The United States government has launched a website to help children think critically about the advertising that is aimed at them. The new site is called Admongo it claims to provide visitors with an education through games and other entertainment.
1: Barbara Klein has our report. A cartoon man dressed in old-time pilot clothing greets visitors to Admongo. Call me Hayes, he says upon arrival in a rocket ship that opens up with a crazy world inside it. Spacey dance music plays in the background as Hayes tells visitors that they need to learn about advertising. Why, he asks? Because he says advertising is everywhere, online, on television, even outside on buses and billboards. The AdMongo website is aimed at children 8 to 12 years old. Its inventors say that is the age kids develop their critical thinking abilities. Kids that age are also a big market for advertisers. The idea behind AdMongo is to teach children three things to identify the advertiser to know what the advertiser is really saying and to know what the advertisement is trying to get the child to do. Children learn these things through a video game. They create their own game character. They can choose different skin colors, hairstyles, eye and mouth shapes. Then they begin a trip through ad land. They take a walk through the neighborhood. They seek out the advertising and capture treasures. There are ads on buses and billboards. The players have to find all the marketing in the neighborhood before they can move on to the next level. The AdMongo game takes players inside a home, to the advertising studio, and everywhere else ads can be found. It is a complete exploration of the world of marketing. One such area is food marketing. The Federal Trade Commission says it is an especially big business. The FTC estimates that food, drink, and fast food restaurants spent more than $1.5 billion on advertising to young people in 2006. The FTC says children are important for three reasons. They buy products. They influence parents and caregivers to buy. And... They are the future adult buyers of the products. A recent study says most advertising aimed at children is for foods of the lowest nutritional value. First Lady Michelle Obama has said she would like to see advertisers marketing healthy foods for children.
2: Ain't no such as dinosaur bones Time has turned them all to
0: our listener question this week comes from Sarah Sun in China. She says she is nine years old and has liked dinosaurs since she was six. She wants to know the latest dinosaur news we found an interesting story on the Discovery News website. It tells about how dinosaurs became such large animals. The simple answer is, they ate a lot of food. Some dinosaurs ate meat and some ate only plants. But scientists found that it is not just what they ate, Their large size was affected by how they ate it. Dinosaurs died out millions of years ago, so we have only their bones or fossils to study. But there is one animal on Earth today that may help scientists learn about dinosaurs. That animal is the elephant. The elephant needs to eat for about 18 hours each day in order for it to grow as large as it does. Many dinosaurs were much larger than today's elephant. How much time did they spend each day eating their food? Scientists think the largest dinosaurs would have to have spent 30 hours a day chewing and swallowing their food. And that is a problem, since there are only 24 hours in a day. So how could dinosaurs have been able to eat enough to stay alive? According to the journal Biological Reviews, most dinosaurs did not take the time to chew their food. They swallowed it whole. Their teeth were used to rip the meat or plants into mouth-sized pieces, but were not used for chewing. Chewing takes time and energy, which a dinosaur could not waste. But not all dinosaurs were huge like the famous Tyrannosaurus or Brontosaurus. Some were much more like birds. The idea that dinosaurs and birds were somehow related first was reported in the 19th century. But only recently has their relationship become clearer. There have been many new dinosaur discoveries in China and Mongolia. Many of these animals had feathers, much like our modern birds. But scientists think the dinosaurs developed feathers first, and then wings. If that is correct, the first bird-like dinosaurs did not fly. They soared or glided through the air.
2: Home when I was just three, and he didn't leave much to maw me. Just this old guitar and an empty bottle of booze. Now I can't blame him cause he running head, but the meanest thing that he ever did was before he left. He went and named me Sue. Now he must have thought it was quite a joke, and it got a lot of laughs from a lot of the folks. It seems that I had to fight my whole life through. Some guy would giggle and I'd get red, and some guy would laugh and I'd bust his head. I'll tell you, life ain't easy for a boy named Sue.
0: That funny song is called A Boy Named Sue. Country singer Johnny Cash made it famous, but he did not write it. Shel Silverstein did. He was a poet, writer, artist, musician, and composer. Shell Silverstein died in 1999, but a new album of his songs will be released next week. Mario Ritter has more.
2: Bobby Bear Sr. was a friend of Shell Silverstein for many years. The country singer recorded more of Silverstein's songs than any other artist. When he and his son, Bobby Bear Jr., Decided to make this album, they called on everyone they knew in the business who was a fan of Shel Silverstein. They permitted just one of them, singer Andrew Bird, to set one of Silverstein's poems to music. Here, Bird performs The Twistable Turnable Man Returns. He's a twistable, turnable, squeezable, pullable, stretchable, foldable man Crawl in your pocket, or fit in your locket, or screw himself into a twenty-volt socket, or stretch himself up to the steeple of taller. He squeeze himself into a thimble of small. Yes, you can. Bobby Bear Sr. says Silverstein would have loved every part of Twistable Turnable Man. Some songs are funny, while others are edgy or sad. Queen of the Silver Dollar is performed by Sarah Gerose and Black Prairie. It has a quality of deep loneliness.
1: She arrives in all her splendor each night at 9 o'clock. Her chariot is the crosstown bus that stops right down the block. Now the old piano minstrel plays her tune as she walks in, and the queen of the silver dollars home again.
2: Other musicians on Twistable Turnable Man include My Morning Jacket, Nancy Griffith, Chris Christofferson, and John Prine. We leave you with Dr. Dog performing The Unicorn.
0: A long time. Green alligators and long-necked geese Some humpty back camels and some chimpanzees Some cats and rats and elephants, but sure as you're born The loveliest of all was the unicorn The Lord seen
1: some sinning and it gave him pain And he said, stand back, I'm gonna make it rain
0: Green alligators and
1: long neck geese Some humpy backed camels and some chimpanzees Some cats and rats and
2: elephants, for sure as you're born Don't you forget my
0: unicorns I'm Doug Johnson. Our program was written by Jim Tetter and Katie Weaver, who was also the producer. Join us again next week for American Mosaic. VOA's radio magazine in special English. I've got your green alligators and long neck geese, some off the back camels and some chimpanzees, some cats and rats and elephants. Through the driving rain. The unicorns are hiding, they're playing silly games.